0: The way people file information, I think very much through storytelling, um, helps the recall. My second book is about drug dealers and legal lessons or policy lessons that we can learn from how they operate their business. (laughs) But it's a way to explain it in a way that's a little bit more sexy and interesting than just telling people what to do. Trying to make people who aren't ordinarily interested in compliance engage with, with the topic.
1: Hello and welcome to episode 62 of Be The Drop, a weekly podcast that delivers practical insights to help you unlock your brand story and supercharge your business. I'm Amelia Veal, small business owner and storytelling superhero. Here at Narrative Marketing, we are passionate about the power of telling stories to help us learn and connect and also to build business relationships that drive sales. This week, I chat with the inspirational founder of U Legal, Sarah Bartholomew, winner of the Telstra Business Woman's Award after only 18 months in business. Sarah has also won a Thought Leader Award through Lawyers Weekly, and both awards recognise the change she has made in the way legal services can be delivered in Australia. Sarah's business journey began when she was made redundant. She describes this as her permission slip to live a creative life. Now, with you legal lawyers across Australia and two books under her belt, Sarah describes being in business as a hugely creative experience. In today's episode of Be The Drop, we chat about recognising women in business, how to use stories to convey memorable information, and Sarah reveals why she knows so much about the shady underworld of drug dealing. This is Sarah's version of Be The Drop. Thank you so much for joining me here, Sarah, for our next episode of Be The Drop. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here on location at Ulegal. Yes. Now, I know you've brought in an item of significance and that's something that connects you with your community. Yes. So if you could explain what it is... And
0: just tell us a little bit about yourself and your community. Sure. Should I get it? Yes. Okay, great. That would be great. Thank you. So um, in 2015, I won a Telstra Business Women's Award. um, And my business was maybe 18 months old. So it was quite a significant achievement at the time. In fact, I don't think I realised at the time what a significant achievement it was. It was just kind of doing what we were doing every day and and got nominated for the award and and won it. Um, But I feel like it was so significant because it was business people recognising the change that we were making in the way that legal services are delivered in Australia before anyone else really... Noticed um, it was a year later that I won a thought leader award through Lawyers Weekly. So it was just cool and significant that the business community recognised us before our own community did. Yeah. Tell me a little bit more about the
1: change in delivering legal services.
0: So we work with a team of 15 lawyers and they all work from their own offices or their own homes. So they're essentially freelance lawyers don't have the overheads of traditional law firms so we have the ability to be a lot more flexible on pricing but we provide lawyers with that top tier experience that you do that that you get when you go to a a big law firm so yeah it's the best of both worlds
1: yeah and so then if someone needs to see their lawyer Mm -hmm. Um, what happens then? They come into a central
0: location? Yeah, so I've How got lawyers work? in every state um, in Australia. So, um, yeah, just depending on the area of expertise that they need. Obviously, people do like to see lawyers in person. You talk about things that are significant in your life, whether it be the sale or purchase of a business or something that means a lot to you and, and building that personal rapport is important. So, yeah, we, we, we're not an online law firm. With a dispersed law firm. Yeah. So, throughout your business journey, how has creativity played a role? I remember when I very first started the business, I heard Elizabeth Gilbert speak mm. um, in Melbourne with a friend of mine, Rachel. And she was talking about how basically writing Eat, Pray, Love gave her this freedom to be able to do whatever she wanted. And she talked about it in terms of, it was her permission slip to live a creative life. And so I felt at that time that being made redundant had given me that freedom. So I could live according to my own values and not need to answer to anyone. I have found being in business is a hugely creative experience. I've talked about writing my books that are slightly off-centre from ordinary legal books. And so my friend Emma Grace, who's an artist in Melbourne, made me a permission slip. So it's like Elizabeth Gilbert's permission slip, but whenever I'm feeling uncertain or if I'm not doing the right thing, then I can look and see I've got a permission slip to do whatever I like and I can can choose the way that I live my life so yeah
1: so then tell me a little bit about that why you decided to start this business model
0: so I was made redundant when I was seven months pregnant with my second child Mm, (laughs) so it was it was just a, a really tough time in terms of what do I do now do I wait until she's six months old and find another job but I got an opportunity to work as a consulting lawyer to one foundation client and I loved it I worked from home for the remainder of my pregnancy and worked two days out of five and um, worked the days and times that suited me and was available for my clients and I just thought I love this and I want to be able to give it to other people the clients don't have to wait for a call back because I'm available and yeah it was sort of was great for lawyers and it was great for clients and I was like how can I make something out of this yeah so it was a real light bulb moment it was absolutely and then what were the next steps for you so I um had Nicola and I took about six weeks off and went back to work and found that very quickly lots of people were saying can you help us like that can you help us like that and I was like I have a six month old baby and I work when she's asleep
1: yeah like give me a
0: break six weeks not six months
1: and so how did you go about that then you know you've got legal experience what was the
0: learning curve like in building the business experience pretty steep especially when I thought I had to do everything myself I remember the first time I found someone who could help me with something um was just I felt this power like I don't have to do everything myself like I thought I did and so that motivation for you
1: to do that you know You've got a young baby it could have been easy to spend that time focusing and just go oh well this is this is a pretty good reason to not mm. what was it that really motivated you
0: i think i've seen so many of my colleagues from law school go through like mental health issues with practicing the law like the pressure the time the significant kind of uh, if you make a mistake the kind of threat to your um practice and um And I thought that this new way of practising could help relieve some of that. Mm. Um, And I feel like a lot of it is created by the traditional model. And I remember thinking I could just go fit into an existing law firm, bring the work that is coming to me, get it done. But I remember walking into the kitchen one day and thinking, no, like a change needs to be made. And if not now, then when? And if not me then then who who's gonna care enough about this so yeah yeah that's why I haven't given up in the moments that I thought it would just be so much easier to yeah. get someone else to do the HR or yeah. whatever yeah. is my bugbear on the day yeah oh that is
1: good <laughs> <laughs> good on you because yeah.
0: it certainly would not have been easy no
1: so then how did you go about that process of building up your
0: client base for the business so, clients seemed like initially we didn't really do any marketing. It was just word of mouth. Um, and then we started doing some email marketing, trying to build value for clients um, for free as a kind of first step to uh, getting to know us. Uh, and I started doing You Legal TV episodes and just trying to give people something um, to get to know us.
1: Yeah. So you mentioned there as well that you went through a process of offering a free service to engage people and get to know. How did that work and what was the response
0: to that? So we've recently done one that's still available where we do a free privacy policy for clients. So we've got an online form that they fill out and if they're over 3 million turnover and or a health provider or certain um, qualifications that mean that you need a privacy policy, we'll prepare that. For free um, and we found that that just builds trust it gets people to see how we work if they aren't certain in that
1: growth phase and and through that that journey you know what sort of recommendations would
0: you give to other people who are going on a business growth i think don't do it on your own definitely find a like-minded group of people that you can Um, learn from don't make the mistakes yourself if you can learn from the the master I think they say rather than Mm. continually spending the money learning by making mistakes and I I heard someone say business is the most expensive education you will ever get (laughs) so just trying to make it a little bit cheaper by learning from others is um, definitely recommended. And in that process, how valuable do you think the sharing of stories is? 100% probably the most valuable, yeah. definitely. And I think for entrepreneurs, they learn through sharing experiences. They don't learn by being told what to do. No, so. because there isn't
1: necessarily always one right fit.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. And in your own business, you know, messaging and marketing, you mentioned your blog and New and mm-hmm. Legal TV, do you incorporate stories and experiences and the sharing of those in, that, in in your messaging? Yeah, so
0: I've written two books and um, my first book was called How to Avoid a Fall from Grace. It's a governance book about director's duties and that is sharing stories from experiences that clients have had or hearsay stories that um, people have Experienced and why not to do certain things um, as a director just so that I thought someone might be reading this on a plane and hear about this guy who didn't do due diligence on a, a fellow director and ended up being ripped off by him. Oh, that's happening in our business. We should just Google this person. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that kind of the way people file information, I think very much through storytelling um, helps the recall. My second book is about drug dealers and legal lessons or policy lessons that we can learn from how they operate their business. Because <laughs> when it comes down to it, well, I wondered where you were going ex- there. They're experienced entrepreneurs and they grow businesses in uh, an environment of extreme hostility. Um, And and risk is really a very big focus for them, which is what we want it to be for our clients as well. But it's a way to explain it in a way that's a little bit more sexy and interesting than just telling people what to do. So the stories from those seven drug dealers lodge in my brain as what not to do and what to do in certain situations as well so
1: yeah so obviously for you story is very important in your communication now what was that book called it's called kingpin legal lessons from
0: the underworld
1: yeah okay so i mean you've really taken story to heart there because i mean i generally i think people wouldn't go okay so i need to learn about risk management I should probably look to the, to, to the drug lords yeah. and see what they're doing in the underworld. But
0: yeah. that's a path you went down? Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to make people who aren't ordinarily interested in compliance engage with, with the topic.
1: Yeah. And I think that's part of it, what you've really hit on there, is stories have that ability to bridge Bridging. something that we're not comfortable with, don't necessarily understand, like risk and compliance. Mm. You know, that can be quite overwhelming. But taking it and applying it to something that we can relate to, Mm. you know, not saying that we're all drug dealers, but, you know, that understanding of what might happen in their world seems a little bit easier.
0: Yeah, because it's so much sharper because the risks are so much greater.
1: So for you, is that mix of, you know, you've really got, you've got a business and you've got your core business and that's around driving, you know, making profits to continue the business and, and grow but you've also got a passion around education and information and providing that. Do you think
0: it's really important for business to have those mix? I think it's really important for business owners to do what they're passionate about. So for me, it is that education and, and my community, and, um, but that might not be how everyone wants to operate. So Why did you decide to go down the track of starting U legal TV? I knew that video was going to be really big on the internet. And what I could find that other law firms were doing from a marketing perspective were nowhere near as personal as doing videos myself. So some of them do one a year or um, they they try and do videos, but they hadn't seemed to have prioritised them. And so I thought it was important. And I thought it was a way for people who didn't know me to get to know me Mm. um, without me having to have 100 coffees a week. And it's funny because I was in a coffee shop yesterday and our premier, Jay Wetherill walked in and I went, hi, Jay. And he was like, hi. He doesn't know me, but because I see him on TV and on those videos and on the paper all the time, (laughs) I felt like I knew him. (laughs) And so it's like, that's what I'm trying to create with you, Legal TV. Like, people that just go, hi, Sarah. And I'm like, I don't know you. <laughs> but hi. Let's talk about that. <laughs> and I think, like, that's,
1: that, that's such a clever strategy going, well, there's not a lot of that video content from, from legal firms. I'm going to put myself in that position. And was it something you found
0: challenging? You know? Horribly. I remember taking a photograph of myself the first time I was doing it. So I was using an iPad. Um, and lights, and I was just walking around the house trying to find the best place to do it. And I just walked around the house for a whole day on a Saturday. <laughs> I don't know, I still find it very emotionally challenging. Yeah. Yeah. Emotionally challenging. Yeah, just really hard to put myself out there. Yeah. Oh, you're doing very well. Thank you. I think that <laughs> I think. I don't know if it's lawyers as well. Like, you know, we want to be right, and we don't want to be vulnerable mm. um, and you have to be vulnerable in front of the camera yeah to be able to make a difference
1: well thank you so much for joining me Sarah but in conclusion can you please share with me your be the drop tip now a be the drop tip yeah is your top communication tip
0: oh mm-hmm. so i think the most important thing is is listening and making sure that you engage with your community, not just to tell them what to do, but to ask them what they need and ask them what their problems are and see if you're someone who can help solve them. Mm, That's brilliant. It's
1: really important. It reminds me of a saying that we have two ears and one mouth, Mm, so we should listen twice as much. (laughs) That's good. So
0: thank you so much for joining me. No worries, you're welcome. Yay!
1: Thanks for joining me for another episode of Be The Drop. Don't forget to subscribe in order to ensure you never miss one of our weekly episodes. Be The Drop is produced by Narrative Marketing, where we believe that stories connect individuals and that powerful storytelling can positively impact the world. It is our mission to help unlock the power of story through this podcast and the range of products and services that we offer. To unleash your storytelling superpower, visit narrativemarketing.com.au or check out our social links in the show notes. To get in touch with any specific comments, you can email me via amelia at narrativemarketing.com.au And don't forget that whilst a task or challenge may seem overwhelming, a waterfall begins with one drop and look what comes from that. Until next time.